a virtual reality headset that can kill you in real life. Loch Ness Monster teachings are unacceptable in independent schools, and wolves will be shot with paintballs in the Netherlands. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by a comedian inside a closet. Thanks for joining me. I have three weird news segments from around the world for you. A new virtual reality headset that actually kills you for real if you die in virtual reality. This is not a fake title, guys. This is a real story. It's the sound of technology uh, that will kill you. Palmer Lucky is the creator of the original Oculus Rift headset. I'm going to guess Palmer's a very wealthy human being. Um, he says he's modified the VR headset so that it can kill the user for real. Oh, very helpful. Thank you. I guess he was getting a lot of feedback from his Oculus Rift headset. People were like, you know, why can't I die in real life if I die in a game? Come on, man. Improve upon this product. And turns out he has. Now, they're saying this is an art project, so my guess is it's not something uh, for sale commercially to users. It was inspired by the anime Sword Art Online, in which players who are trapped in virtual reality die for real if they die in the world of virtual reality. It says, through Lucky's unique experience as a virtual reality pioneer and mega fan of the anime Sword Art Online, uh, there could hardly be someone more appropriate to do what came next which is a headset capable of killing its user via three explosive charges that could be triggered if the player dies in virtual reality. Lucky describes the new virtual headset saying, I used three of the explosive charge modules I usually use for a different project, tying them to a narrow band photo sensor that can detect when the screen flashes red at a specific frequency, making game over integration on the part of the developer very easy. When an appropriate game over screen is displayed, the charges fire, instantly destroying the brain of the user. He goes on to say, the idea of tying your real life to your virtual avatar has always fascinated me. You instantly raise the stakes to the maximum level and force people to fundamentally rethink how they interact with the virtual world and the players inside it. Pumped up graphics might make a game look more real, but only the threat of serious consequences can make a game feel really real to you and every other person in the game. For now, Lucky calls this project just a piece of office art, but he seems interested in pursuing the idea further, even if he's not ready to wear the thing himself. It's a piece of art for now, though Lucky tells the media that the explosives and trigger mechanism on the headset actually work. Don't doubt him. He set it up strategically. It's not merely conceptual, in other words. And though the idea seems rather morbid at face value, Lucky argues that it's no different than the extreme consequences that underlie certain extreme sports. He says this is an area of video game mechanics that has never been explored, despite the long history of real-world sports revolving around similar stakes. Yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. Now, I live in a very dangerous city, Los Angeles. My reality is scary enough. You know, I could have my throat slit just walking to 7-Eleven for a pizza slice. I don't also want to lose it in the world of VR. That would be my escape from this, <laughs> this real world that I'm in. So I just, you know, pray that, that this sort of product never really reaches the commercial market. Um, 
Because I, I also think if it did, there would be people that would voluntarily engage with it. I really do. <laughs> That's also the kind of world that we live in. I don't know. What do you guys think about this invention? Yeah, call the show 646-450-2012. Loch Ness Monster teachings are unacceptable in independent schools. The story is out of Saskatchewan. Three former students claim they were affected by alleged abuse from their independent school. They sat in on a Saskatchewan legislative gallery last week, along with an education critic named Matt Love, and they read from a biology textbook that they were taught from, apparently, directly quoting the textbook. Uh, Here's the reading. This book says scientific evidence tends to support the idea that men and dinosaurs existed at the same time. The book also referenced the Loch Ness Monster, quote, as proof that dinosaurs still exist today. Now, of course, biology books that teach such things have been banned in many jurisdictions around North America, but somehow they're still allowed in schools in Saskatchewan that receive millions of dollars in provincial funding. The revelation of the Loch Ness Monster teachings, as they call it, that have been taught by at least one independent school in Saskatchewan come as students continue to raise concerns about allegation of mistreatment from such schools. A class action lawsuit has been filed against Legacy Christian Academy and its parent organization, Mile to Church. In addition to the false teachings of the history of biology on planet Earth, they're claiming that they were spanking the students as well. Kind of an archaic form of teaching. Now, it wasn't too long ago, my mother reminds me, that she was whacked by nuns. But for the most part, I don't think you really find that anymore in the school systems. But here we have uh, these allegations, and in addition to the beatings, the former students say they were taught many controversial and scientifically incorrect subjects, including the Loch Ness Monster. The Loch Ness Monster is a mythical creature that has been said to live in Loch Ness in the Scottish Highlands. Uh, they call her Nessie. I believe it's female, right? I have to ask one of these Nessie hunters about that. Uh, now, according to the lawsuit, they're saying this textbook is still used in their curriculum today, along with some other controversial teachings that are there's what they're saying, quote, highly inappropriate and banned in nearly all places. And while it might seem pretty bizarre to some people, The uh, students say at the time they weren't allowed to question anything they were taught. If they did, they would be sternly disciplined. Uh, They say this type of curriculum enforces indoctrination, and it doesn't further learning. It really just fails these students later on in life because they're walking around with a head full of false ideas. Further complicating this matter is that these independent institutions apparently receive a lot of public funding, uh, while at the same time not really adhering to a curriculum that uh, I would describe as problem-solving in the real world. Ooh, tough stuff being a parent right now, guys. I mean, you send your kid to school, you don't know what's going to happen. I could be stabbed or taught that the Loch Ness Monster is alive and proof that dinosaurs still exist. So I'm going to guess homeschooling is the way to go. But then again, I don't have kids. I don't know. I don't know what to do. How do you handle it, guys? Oh, you parents out there. I really feel for you. Wolves will be shot by paintballs in order to make them less tame. This story is out of the Netherlands. Dutch officials have decided to resort to paintballs after a video circulated on social media showing a wolf strolling towards an anxious family with young children. Uh, 
park rangers in the Netherlands will now be allowed to shoot the wolves, not with real bullets, but with paintballs. This is in an effort to make them less tame. The Dutch authorities are concerned the wild animals are getting dangerously close to the humans. Local officials in the eastern Arnhem province hope that this tactic of paintball shooting will encourage wolves to stay at least 100 feet away from people. The use of paintballs will also make it easier for rangers to identify which wolves have been hit, a spokesperson added. Now we have an animal protection association intervening. They're clearly displeased that they've approved paintball shooting when dealing with these wolves. Uh, they are accusing this particular park's owners of deliberately feeding the wolves in the first place, which makes them way more at ease with humans. And then we have someone named Seeger Emanuel Baron von Vorst Totvost. That's a real name. Seeger Emanuel Baron von Vorst Totvost. And uh, this baron is the director of the Hogvelue Park. I don't think I said any of that correctly. I apologize. Uh, well, the baron denies the allegations and has previously said that the animals really have no place in the country whatsoever. Now, they've really been tracking these wolves. They say there are at least 20 adult wolves living in the Netherlands, which doesn't seem like a lot to me. This includes a pack and two pairs in the actual park that this story is out of. Some 16 pups were born this summer, a further report indicated. Wolves are generally afraid of humans, making their behavior in the park very highly unusual. Only park rangers, of course, will be allowed to fire paintballs at the wolves, the officials say. So don't get your own paintball gun and go have a picnic in the park, okay? Only the park rangers are allowed to blast the wolves. This, of course, is an unusual way to deal with wildlife that's encroaching upon the world of humanity. And as we get more and more populated everywhere, we're kind of moving out into the wilderness ourselves. So, you know, living with wildlife seems to be ubiquitous in certain rural areas. This seems like a humane way of dealing with it, though, shooting them with a paintball gun, you know, to get them out of there. Uh, oftentimes you'll hear stories of communities that will shoot them with these tranquilizer darts and remove the wildlife that way. And then you have some communities that uh, for a, a time or a season, they'll approve of you actually killing the wildlife to, to cull the herds, as they say. And that, of course, makes me very sad to imagine these animals shot and killed because we can't stop building luxury apartments out in the wilderness. <laughs> you know? so, so I guess I'm for the paintball situation. But of course, there's always going to be those organizations that don't want you to deal with the wild animals in, with any form of violence whatsoever and would categorize the paintball as violence. Yeah. I don't know. What do you guys think? Call the show. 646-450-2012. Yay! Uga shaka, uga, uga, uga shaka, uga, uga. I can't fight this weird news coming out of me. Hi, everyone. This is the outro where we give thanks and praise. I got a lovely review on Amazon by someone that goes by the username Pimperville2. It's a pretty cool name, Pimperville. The title is Great Way to Get Weird News, Five Stars. What a great podcast to listen to during the day. It always makes my day go faster, and he has a nice take on these odd stories. I think this would be hard to do a daily podcast on news stories, but Funny Jones keeps it fresh. Thanks. Yes, and good luck with your life, man. Pimperville, 
I'm so grateful for that lovely five-star review. I really appreciate that. That, that was really nice. I'm glad I can help make your day go faster. And uh, maybe once in a while I get a laugh, too. I'm not always funny on here. I try. So, you know, it's, it's hit or miss, right? At least you get the weird news, though. And I try and keep it brief, unlike these two-hour podcasts that a lot of people seem to put out. Uh, today's episode is pretty uh, sweet, short, and to the point. I also got a new patron. Uh, yes, Stephanie Carter joined the Patreon because Stephanie Carter appreciates what's going on in this closet. Stephanie wants to support Jonesy and the show. Um, Stephanie's like going to buy me a cup of coffee every month now because she's part of the Patreon, and I'm so grateful. Stephanie, please enjoy the extra content within the Patreon. That's what you get. A, a little more of Jonesy, if, if that's what you want. Um, so big big shout-out to Stephanie Carter for joining the Patreon. Super supporter right there. Also, we have Lisa from Finland. She bought me some coffee off my website, weirdafnews.com. Lisa's bought me coffee so many times. She is just lovely. Lisa from Finland and the whole fam. They're fans of Weird AF News, and I'm so grateful for them. Big supporters as well. When you buy me coffee, you can write me a, a note. And Lisa wrote me a long note about how she prepares her coffee. Uh, and it's uh, with cocoa powder and some other things. She likes to shake it up with ice cubes. She mentions cappuccino capsules, which I've never heard of before, but this sounds pretty legit. Uh, she also enjoys tea with lemon and milk. <laughs> tea with lemon and milk. I like tea. Not with milk, though. I feel like that's European. Uh, she wrote, she might have overdosed on the caffeine thing. So now she knows what it means to be heavily caffeinated. And she support, supports that very much. She says, Jonesy, please have some doses of caffeine on my tab. Um, I'm you're on your own from for the cocoa. I'm sure you can find that from a local shop. Maybe you still have the coffee from Finland I sent you before. Also, don't talk to me for at least 48 hours without insurance. P.S. Your episode this morning about licking all things was hilarious. I don't know why you didn't mention doorknobs, but still, I listened to it twice. And it's hard to imagine anyone listening to an episode twice, but I, I really appreciate that. Do, do some of you listen to it twice? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like a, a dose of me once is okay. <laughs> Uh, but I like that. I'm, I'm super grateful. I have a lot of just lovely supporters out there from all around the world, clearly. And um, I'm grateful. I'm a lucky guy. I never thought doing a stupid podcast inside a closet would bring me anything, but it certainly does. And it brings you guys something, too, which I'm, I'm happy to do so. So thanks to all my supporters out there. I got some pretty lame reviews on Amazon. I'm not going to read them right now because I'm going to keep this brief. But yeah, so there are people out there who are real haters. But then I have people like Lisa from Finland and Stephanie um, and Pimperville, who are just really on board with supporting what I'm doing here, and uh, they make me feel appreciated, and I really, I'm, I'm really appreciative of that. So thank you so much. If you guys would like to write me a review, you can do so on Amazon or um, Apple Podcasts. There's some other places. And if you want to support the show, go to weirdafnews.com. Click on the the uh, Buy Jonesy a Coffee banner or the Patreon banner as well, and you can support that way. Or just tell a friend about the show. I'd appreciate that. Well, thank you very much. We'll see you tomorrow.